0: Uh okay, I got to do my gay little intro. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. My mind is a still and swaggy lake. Everybody and welcome back to another show-stopping episode of Hot Singles. I am your host today, Buchanan. That's right, Alexis and Autumn are out. It's I ousted them from the company. It's me. This is Buchanan's podcast now. And to celebrate, I got some uh, two real newcomers to the pod. uh, You know, uh, real green, haven't been on here before. Everyone, say hello to Mark. Hi. And everyone, say hello to Hannah. Hello. Alright, so uh, this is my fucking podcast now. (laughs) What'd you guys bring?
1: Uh, I brought Tetsuo and Youth by
2: Lupe Fiasco.
0: Awesome. Hannah, what did you bring?
2: I brought A Thousand Sons by Linkin Park.
0: Awesome. And I brought You're Dead by Flying Lotus. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, Flying Lotus, You're Dead. God damn, this is an awesome record. I love this record so much. Uh, it's, uh... Fuck, I don't know how to intro this album. Oh, God.
2: All right, genre. What genre is this
0: <laughs> album? It's Flying Lotus's You're Dead. It's his fifth studio album. It's got, it's, you know, classic fly-low uh, electronic hip-hop stuff. But so much more jazz and jazz fusion stuff. That stuff uh, Mm -hmm. got added in to uh, the mix. Uh, I think the story was Flying Lotus was driving with Thundercat and they were just listening to uh, George Duke. And they're like, Dan, this shit is so crazy. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then it's like, wait, why don't we just make some shit that just kills everybody? And when you hear it, (laughs) you're like, oh shit, you're dead. Yeah. This That's fucking, such
2: a cute backstory for a
0: record. It's so cool. Why don't we just make a record that kills everybody?
2: Yeah. That is so fucking this, awesome. I, I don't want to like condescend to the record, because I, I do think it's a really fucking good record, but like mm-hmm. it's also fucking adorable when it, it comes is. down to it. Like, it
0: really is. It's a there's a there's a childishness uh to it. I think there's there's a very youthful spirit. It's so fast. Yeah uh it's it's really intense like it's it's like the fastest jazz I've ever heard um, the name of
1: the album comes across as like a thing you say while you're like running around in the park or in the backyard with your friends and you're holding like an imaginary gun and you point it at them and then you're like, You're dead,
2: bang, you're dead yeah. exclamation point
1: <laughs> exactly
2: uh, the The part that really made it like crystallized for me that type of like childish playfulness. Is uh, the fact that like the opening suite contains two con- two consecutive tracks called "Cold Dead" and "Fucking Dead."
0: Yeah, it's so good. Oh, man.
2: Also, it's it being
1: like FKN Dead, like uh, yeah.
0: yeah, fucking. It's you know, it's yeah. uh, you you really got past the censors on that one, Stephen. I'm really yeah. proud of
2: you. I just
0: <laughs> want to let you know. Uh, to speak more on that opening suite. It's, the way, the way I, like, had it in my notes is, like, it's crazy that this, uh, this, uh, this album starts at track five. Like, it's, it's the, like, the big, like, opening overture is, like, this huge, like, like, dizzying, uh, like, it's just this dizzying flurry of instruments, and then it, it, like, comes down to, uh, Never Catch Me, which, uh, then, like, Mm -hmm. sort of becomes, like, the, the centerpiece of the record. And then as the rest of it, we just, like, we just, like, come further and further, further down into, like, just this, this, like, oh, shit. Yeah. the kind of situation. Uh, it's, I, I, it, it felt like, like, the first four or five tracks were, like, like, the actual physical act of you dying. And then the rest of it is, like, you just, like, floating around in the afterlife uh, on whatever journey that may or may not be. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, no, it does. I, I think there's something really like satisfying about thinking about talking about an album like this, where it's like, yeah, this album represents like death. Like they did. They mm-hmm. just told you that. Um, yep. so you get, you yeah. get to go into all the songs and be like, Ooh, what does this represent in like the process of death? Like what kind of artistic statement is being made here? Like, all of that, like, kind of nerdy, uh, analysis stuff, you've been given permission to go hog wild.
0: You have. It's, uh, God, it's the, the original, uh, the original song, the original song name for theme, the first track was Jodorowsky, which is like ultimate Mm -hmm. permission to just like, you can just start like saying whatever you want about this record. Just go nuts. It's so, Um, it's awesome.
2: what it reminds me of is uh, when Kesha put out her second record. Um, yes. She just stated on I, I think like on Twitter, the theme of this album is magic, um, and it's the <laughs> most like kid giving a book report answer ever.
0: That's so awesome! <laughs> it just awesome. feels so
2: fucking cool for an artist to just be like that over and not like. Oh, well, I think it's important for, like, it's, you know, the listener to, to bring their own interpretation to it. It's, it's, it's like, about you know, so many things coalescing. Yeah, the theme of this album is Death. Also, like, okay, I because here's the thing. Whenever I come on uh, Singos, I do my best to sort of make it, like, a conceptual episode in a sense. Yes,
0: it's... And
2: in this case, the conceptual link is that we have three concept albums about death in different ways. Yes. And three concept albums about death that are all very self-indulgent in different ways. And I don't mean that as a criticism. I love all these records. No,
0: it's, I also wanted to say it's our, our sub theme is albums that have like ridiculous intro runs. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) uh, That is a, that is the. that is a, for those of you who don't like getting heady, that is a fantastic throw line. You can follow along here. Uh, (laughs) Actually, if you don't like getting heady, why are you listening to this podcast?
2: Yeah, if you don't like getting yeah. heady, you're dead. <laughs> you're
1: dead. Yeah, if you look at the fucking album cover.
2: It's it, yeah,
0: that guy is not getting heady. Yeah. Um
2: But yeah, it's it's so I I I think that like what you were saying earlier, Boo, about how like this is an album that starts really high mm-hmm. and then kind of like Deliberately gets lower and lower, like, lower tempo, lower complexity. A lot of this, like, really technical, precise... Um, I mean, like, the whole album is basically, like, a project in doing, like, Dilla jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I believe that on one of the songs he explicitly, like, gives a shout to Dilla. Um, uh, for, for those unfamiliar, uh, Jay Dilla, deceased, uh greatest hip-hop producers of all time, and also probably the most influential jazz musician of recent times, and that, like, his work has started an entire, like, movement within jazz, uh, known as Dilla Jazz, which is basically, like, bringing electronic and hip-hop elements into more traditional jazz structures. And that's, like, exactly what this record is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's going from, like, the most technical and aggressive versions of that. Um, that whole sweet ending with Never Catch Me is just, like, so high octane and precise and, and exhilarating. And then it just continues to get more and more contemplative uh, to the point where, like, I think a very interesting kind of, like, low point as far as the energy of the album, not the quality, but the energy is, is uh, track 12, Ready or Not? Yep. Which I described in the chat before our um, recording as it sounds like the main menu music in an RPG maker game heavily inspired by Earthbound.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is it's a this is an RPG game called like Fish or something like lowercase yeah. Fish. Uh, it's it was made by like one guy.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? the the It's called uh, You're Dead. Is the yeah. RPG and like it's all about you meeting like a cast of like whimsical characters in like a purgatory state. They're you all know? they're all
0: saying shit like Ah, oh, it's awesome. I'm dead. You should die too. <laughs> yes. And so on. Exactly. Remember to check your items for guns is
1: <laughs> I just noticed. What's the oh, uh, I just I hadn't I'm looking at like the Genius page. I don't know why I clicked on the Genius link for an instrumental song, but I did. And it says uh, that there's an animated music video.
0: Oh that's adorable. What, too ready or not? So th-
1: and that's literally going to be the trailer for the RPG Maker game, right?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, God, it's, I, Hannah, I'm so glad you talked about Ready or Not because it's, I, we, we can we can get to all these in, like, whatever direction we want, but Ready or Not is just so, it's so cool.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I feel it's... bad
0: that I can't uh, elucidate uh, upon my thoughts about the record any further because there is a lot going on under the hood, but so much of it is just, uh, this record activates high school stoner Buchanan mode in me the way that any good Flying Lotus album does.
3: Yeah.
2: No, and it's, it's, Ready or Not is, like, a really cool track, and it's really cool that it can, like, coexist on a record that also has something like, you know, uh, Tesla or Cold Dead, which are, like, mm-hmm. again, so intricate. And, like, the... Some of the like the Thundercat work on this record is just so insane. Oh,
0: there's this there's this gorgeous riff that Thundercat plays on Eyes Above. That's like, boo, 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 boo. Mm-hmm. And, like there's mm-hmm. it's just, oh. yeah.
3: Um, I
1: love that. I love that you sing along to a tune with the
0: syllable boo.
3: <laughs> I didn't
0: mean <laughs> to do that. That's just, that's just, <laughs> just Thundercat's bass sounds. I
2: know, know, but I'm just saying. You know what that makes you think of? Like a comic about Buchanan and when she like punches someone (laughs) the sound effect is just boo. Boo, I'm making the noise. Yeah. Oh,
1: yes. It's, it's, uh, yes. Good. (laughs) Sorry.
2: (laughs) Shout out to the recent uh, Dragon Ball super character of Gamma number two who is like uh, an android who's like a you know, self-consciously an old-fashioned superhero and he has like a little uh, holographic module installed that and he, um creates he does the like sound effects. Yeah, it's yeah. So... It 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 creates visual representations of the sound effects of his attacks.
0: Uh, I need to see the fight scenes in superhero to this album. I really do.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god, the Tsunami bumpers for superhero are going to go so crazy.
2: Yeah. Okay, uh... that's that's another <laughs> That's another, frankly, like, unifying thread of these three records is that, like, they're all insanely, like, weeb shit in slightly different yes. ways. Yes. Can you
1: imagine some of the uh, Thousand Sons songs as, uh, tsunami Bumpers? Oh! Like, yes! <laughs> not to get ahead of ourselves, but...
0: Uh, Piccolo just, like, falling in, like, the, the hole while, like, the Oppenheimer speech at the start is playing... <laughs> Fuck. Dragon Ball Super <laughs> <don't know>. superhero. <laughs> oh fuck, that'd be crazy. That's yeah. a little
1: That's a that's a little oh god. I'm just imagining like the ramifications of that choice if it was made in the real world and they're
0: stuck No way. It'd be awesome.
2: Piccolo rocks. <laughs> yeah, nobody would get mad at it. Everyone would just look at it and say Piccolo's so fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um yeah. Okay. So we've we've mentioned a couple of features on uh, *You're Dead*. Shout out though to Herbie Hancock. Oh my God. Being featured on two tracks. How old was some... he
3: here?
0: Like ninety or something? Like he was old.
2: No, no, he was like seventy-five. Okay, th- that's still old.
0: <laughs> that's oh, still. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's that's still insanely old. But he is. again If we're talking about like jazz pioneers that that like took the form into more kind of, like, experimental and, like, fusing newer art forms into it. Um, like, Herbie Hancock, there's a through line between Herbie Hancock, into Dilla, into Flylo. Um, and I think that that's, it's so cool that, like, well, you, you can't get Dilla for the record cause, rip. Um, so we've got Herbie here, doing just absolutely amazing keyboard work on two of the tracks.
0: Yes, absolutely uh never catch me has uh kendrick just i i was talking with uh my friend when uh mr morale came out and they they said i don't want to hear kendrick on anything anymore except for features uh and I, i it's kendrick has always had like it's i mean like since the control verse kendrick has had like a real hot streak in features uh mm-hmm. but th- this one is one of his greatest. I think like it's his his verses on this are like the the core theme of what I think you're dead is. It's so cool.
4: I can see the darkness in me and it's quite amazing. I can death on history and I wanna taste it. Step aside of my mind and you're my curiosity, and my mic, I philosophy, I can prophesy meditation. Reminisce on my wonder years and I wanna hear. Yeah. of my words ain't been so sincere. Sentiment to my nerve that I just persevered. The big thought of falling off disappeared to my faith, they say their heaven is real. Analyze my demise, I say I'm super anxious. Recognize I deprived this feeling and then embrace it. Vandalizing these walls only if they could talk. Conversations on not contemplate to my dark thoughts. Looking down on my soul now, tell me I'm in control now, tell me I can live long and I can live wrong and I can live right and I can sing song and I can unite with you that I love, you that I like, look at my life and tell me I fight, it's that final destination, it's that of information, it's that of inspiration, it's that crack the installation, it's that quantum dropping that fist pumping that bomb detonation, please don't bomb my nation, and my mid-floor waiting, I got my control when I'm here, you gon' hate me when I'm gone, ain't no blood pumping no fear, I got hope inside of my bones, This that life beyond your own life, this ain't physical,
2: Mankind. This, experience, no coincidence, trust, yeah, and yeah, uh, so so I, I was reading some stuff on Genius about like the the production of Never Catch Me and how like Flylo and K dot were like arguing back and forth. Not really in like a serious way. It seemed like it was a friendly argument, but but they were like both trying to get this track to be on their record. Uh, so, it's like, <laughs> this could have been either on here or on Pimp a Butterfly, I think, came out, like, a little bit after this. Um, and it's funny, because, like, you can really tell that it's envisioned of that, because there's, like, a reference to another Kendrick song that came out on to Pimp a Butterfly, so it wasn't even out yet when this album came out, um, If These Walls Could Talk, on his Never Catch Me bars. Oh, um, man. And that's such a funny, like... Y- you can imagine how this would have been a different track if it was on a Kendrick album. Um, I know that's wow. Because like it, it wouldn't have had like the two-minute solo outro type of stuff. Um, it would have probably had like more of a slightly traditional like you know verse hook structure. Although you know Kendrick's not like one hundred percent wedded to that. No. But it's just so interesting to see that like with this being a jazz song that has a rap feature on it there's more structural freedom that comes with that
0: yes absolutely and it
1: feels like that's it feels to me like that's kind of necessary for the um, I guess the the big theme this album is taking on because it's like if you're trying to represent like the moment of death doing that with like a verse and a hook feels kind of weird to me
2: yeah absolutely um and i i i think that like it's what it makes me think of definitely is this idea that like flylo's talents are so well suited for specifically making beats for like eight minutes all bars no hooks no features (laughs) rappers you know uh, which, mm, put a pin in that for a little later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're being very particular boy. with that. <gasps> but yeah, it's, it's so cool that, like, again, this is, this is a guy who has these talents that would clearly make him excel in, like, more kind of, like, traditional or more bounded art forms um, to say, that, like, yeah, you could do just, like, really good production for hip-hop tracks. Um, or he could do like more traditional jazz compositions, uh, or electronic compositions. Uh, but there's a, a a huge desire here to just sort of like push that and make something that comes out being super super unique.
0: Yeah, it's. I wanted to say it's. Uh, uh, to put a uh, to put a ribbon on what you were saying in also our previous discussion, it's. Uh, Flylo also produced Wesley's Theory with Thundercat off to Pimple mm. Butterfly, I think which is like it's total total like absolutely like yeah just yeah <laughs> i just wanted to include that as like the the coda to never catch me
2: Mm-hmm. what else do we got to say about this record
0: oh mm-hmm. uh how do we feel about uh the boys who died in their sleep i remember i remember being on kanye to the when this uh, album dropped and somebody who got to the boys, somebody who skipped to the boys who died in their sleep, because it's like such an awesome track title. They're like, bro, what the fuck
2: is this? <laughs> that is one that like, it, it really makes you just feel like uh, uh, he's having a bit of a laugh there.
0: It's, it, it's the, like, it's, the, they're, it's the, the recording did not pick up the laughter behind the booth. Like, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Uh, and and for, for context for, for people listening. This is the one uh, where Flatlow is doing, like, the most, like, strained falsetto vocals imaginable. Uh,
0: excusing her, I think you mean Captain Murphy.
2: Mm, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I bad, my bad. Fake
0: fan alert, XD. <laughs> um. Uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, it's a joke track, um, and I, I don't begrudge it for being that. Um and I think that like it's very clear that we're getting looser in a lot of ways as we go throughout the album, and one of the ways in which we can get looser is to just like have a very fun joke track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh that's oh, legit uh, to do.
0: Oh no, sorry Mark, you go you go.
1: Oh no, I was just saying like yeah, joke track. I think that's fine. <laughs> you know, nothing wrong with having mm-hmm, a joke
0: track. Mm-hmm. Uh Deadman's Tetris. Deadman's Tetris uh, has one of my favorite uh interpolations ever. Uh, where it just yeah. does the uh it's is it, uh, is it Tetris type A or type B? Uh,
2: I don't have access to that information.
0: I, I <laughs> 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 where it's it go it go it does the On the, on the hook
2: That's, that's um, uh, from the Tetris theme is what that, you're saying?
0: Yeah that, that, that is from a uh, theme of Tetris
2: mm-hmm. Got it
1: um,
0: Which is why it's called Dead Man's Tetris
1: Well I mean that's one reason why it's called that <laughs> <laughs> you, you love You love a song where there's Multiple different like Ideas going on in the title alone Hmm. Um this this yeah. is the song with the Dilla shout out also, by the way.
2: Yes. Yep, yep. Um also a shout to Austin Peralta, who is another big influence. Oh on...
0: yeah, he I forgot this album was like dedicated to uh, him and Dilla, wasn't it? Austin uh, Peralta?
2: Yeah, you you have me beat on that. Uh I wouldn't know if there's like an explicit dedication, but that does track
0: oh yeah he was uh he was on brain feeder right oh dang yeah mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. um but yeah it's that's also like that's the other like loose song on the record um as far as just like after something that is as sort of like breathtaking and tight as that first five track suite uh that we mentioned when it ends with never Catch Me." Mm-hmm. It just all of a sudden it gets, like, way more relaxed with Dead Man's Tet- Man Tetris as just, like, you know, it's a hangout track, right? Um, and when we're talking about, like, Kendrick killing it on guest verses, um, Snoop doesn't really do that. Um, but <laughs> he's just, like, he's a hoot. He's, he's fun to have on your record if you can get him, you know? Yes,
0: uh, it's I I thought Snoop as a like textually as an inclusion was really cool. Uh, I, I I don't think the verse that he delivers is very cool, but it's I I like the idea. It's I I always got the visual on this track. It was like it's just like a bunch of skeletons smoking joints, and then Snoop Dogg yeah. is also there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real haunted mansion visual, if you
2: may. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a real. I'm in a scary house, like I'm Luigi. Type. <laughs> so
0: I'm a scary house, like a Luigi. How did how have Flying Lotus and uh, Broncelino not worked together on something? Uh, yeah, uh,
2: you would have more information on that than I would.
0: I know that just seems like that just seems like a good, <laughs> that that seems like a good combination, personally. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's just about all I got to say about. Uh, this record you guys got anything else to bring uh, uh no
1: not really not not me oh co- cover
0: watch cover watch oh
2: sure yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you guys remember cover watch uh, yes i do
1: actually yes <laughs>
0: uh of course uh you dead's uh sleeve and artwork for all the songs done by the legendary shintaro kago Uh, it's the, I, I, I'm surprised this did not happen sooner. It's just like it from like, even like as far back as like 2008, you can like go and see Mm -hmm. like fly low videos on YouTube with like the Kaga wallpaper of the girl, like holding all like the monsters and like, uh, strips of fabric in her head and shit. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: oh yeah. Classic.
0: Like it's super, super high octane, super, super physical, super gory. Uh, perfect. I, I genuinely like it's just like it's perfect. I, I don't have anything else to say. It's just so awesome.
1: Do you have? Because I, I, I've looked at this album cover because there's a picture of it on Wikipedia, but the one on Wikipedia is weirdly low res. Do you have like a higher resolution version of it that you could post in the chat? Just because like there's yeah, details absolutely. on this, you know.
2: What is the?
0: Oh wow, that is super. T- that's ridiculous. Wikipedia, that's come 300
2: on, three hundred by three hundred. I know.
0: Wikipedia is. Wikipedia is talking to me about you need to give us more money when it is showing me a three hundred by three hundred JPEG. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right. hang yeah, for on. Real. Um, I'm I'm going to uh it's you're mainly missing a lot of veins and like ventricles and whatnot,
2: but I will yeah, I got 1400 yeah. by 1400 one. That is fantastic. Bam. Uh, lavish. Just pasted that 5 megabytes of content.
1: Enough megabytes to kill you. <laughs> That's Look enough that.
2: megabytes to kill you. We <laughs> uh, <laughs> on here. Yeah, oh, there's skeletons.
1: Yeah. There's also like people being kind of dismembered. Oh uh, uh, yeah,
0: it's uh yeah, like it's uh should like it's there's just so many drawings of people getting eviscerated. Uh, in this fucking and the yeah. like, oh, and then the gatefold, the gatefold is crazy. Hang mm-hmm. on.
2: Yeah, give and, me a you can, like, Oh, this is all the good stuff. Oh, sick. Oh, this goes hard. Yeah, and, like, y- you can tell from, like, this and also just, again, the way that, like, the freneticism of the the earlier tracks gives way to something more, like, relaxed and contemplative, um, that, again, we've talked about how, like, all of these are constant elements about death, but they all have different understandings of, like, what death is, and, like, this one is very concerned with the, both the physical process of it and and kind of, like, trying to um, represent the literal experience of it while also kind of understanding it as, like, a pathway to transcendence. Yes. Um, as, like, this is the necessary step to reach something that is beyond human life, right? Um, and it's it's a very, like, relaxed album about being dead, right? There's not, like... There's not a lot of, like, anxiety or, like, fear around it um, in that it's just sort of, like, you know, one of the, the, the bars on uh, Dead Man's Tetris is like, hold up, hold up, I think I just forgot my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's said in this way where it's like, oh, dying and like completely losing your sense of self and becoming one of the universe, that's just the same as like getting turned on like <laughs> loud, you know, and it's, just like not being able to remember like uh, some personal detail about yourself. The body
0: is a human concern, and I have smoked myself so stupid that I am no longer human
2: yeah for sure
1: it's very like um I, it, what it makes me think of right now in in this conversation is um the one thing everybody knows about the death card in like a tarot deck, which is like mm, but it's not literally just about like your life ending it's it's about like change, man
0: mm mm-hmm. um yeah
1: <laughs>
0: of course not, you could to, just not die. to dismiss that like it's you you could. But
1: yeah, but it's sort of like, I mean, it's like he's applying to the, to uh, as literally described as possible. Well, okay, not literally. He's not like totally blunt about it in the lyrics, but just like, okay, the idea of death, like dying, being a skeleton, no longer breathing. He's like applying Mm the, ooh, but don't you realize this is just a transformation in your life? It's a trial you have to go through to become your fullest self. But he's applying that to like actual death. If that makes sense. Yeah.
2: You must literally become, like, a rad fucking skeleton to transcend to a higher level yep. of existence.
0: And guess what? Snoop Dogg's right there with you. That's right. It's so cool. You did it, buddy. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, Flying Lotus is your dead. If you if you are listening to Hot Singles and you have not heard any Fly Low record, the hell are you doing? Go listen to this one. Stat. And uh-huh, then get back uh-huh, to me. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. Uh, alright, that's one out of three. What's next on the docket?
2: Uh, why don't we do Lupe next?
0: Hell yeah. Okay, yeah.
2: Makes sense to me. I think that's the one that we're more kind of like winking at setting up throughout our flywheel discussion.
4: Uh, raw chemicals, vitamins, and minerals, and Vicodin were in the tubes wrapped around the arm see the vein like a chicken on the barn top cat chat let's begin another yarn let's fly in sausage cheese or is it chicken palm the roosters don't fly like boosters don't buy so what powers cowards to get them to the top just to fall asleep listen in the box the ribbon in the sky is the ribbon that i drop dribbling the eye across the prism of a clock that lacks meaning but racks up stacks of fat reed and the catch chief and wrapped up plants from trap dealings Now what's a coffin with a scratch ceiling? And what's the talking without the match feeling? It's berry living and cherry picking every lemon from your berry system. Then proceed with the pack feeding. When I was young, I had visions of another world. Sneaking looks at the porn stash of my brother Hurl. Incense, smoke, made vortices, and other curls. Casting calls for porn films and ad space for rubber girls. I like my pancakes cutting swirls. Moroccan moles and undercover squirrels. I like cartoons, southern cities with large moons, faith healers, ex-female drug dealers, and art booms. Apologize for my weird mix. What tastes like hot dogs and tear drips? And looks like pantomime and clear bricks. It smells like shotguns and deer piss. They on they hunt, kind of salty that I'm going hard. First part of a party that I throw in pods. One minute you playing pool, next minute you throwing dots, but that's how you do with a party that you throw in bars. I run the gambit like I'm throwing cards. Popular mechanics Torn with those And hard pink Cold pitches Like Nova Scotia Landscapes Nerd gang Nick Mandel Brought sets When we handshake A word game Back up that can damn lakes backup up the word Plain plan At the man states Means I can
0: still Be the man Most the man of Most breaks. of yeah. our discussion uh, In preparation For this episode Has mainly just been like In awe At this loop record <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah Yeah There it, So So this is like I I'm not sure I really know how to introduce this record and like introduce kind of what Lupe is doing here. Uh, it's 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 a lot of like really dense, impressive lyrical displays, right? Um, and a lot of uh, references to like Freemasonry. Yeah. Does anyone want to help me out here and, like, say what
2: this album is? It yes. Means- if
0: you ask genius.com, Tetsuo and You <laughs> uh, by Lupe uh-huh. Fiasco is about how much Lupe Fiasco hates Atlantic Records.
1: Yeah, that's. Yes. Every single Which, like, line has some sort of annotation about that.
2: I, I don't blame them because, like, Lupe does love complaining more than any human ever.
0: To to (laughs) introduce Lupe Fiasco a little more, Uh, Lupe, a friend of Kanye West, uh, legendary mixtape, Food and Liquor, uh, had... It's got, like, the the textbook Atlantic Records deal where it's like they delay a shit, they put out a shit unfinished and whatnot. Yeah. It's Um, leaving him very disgruntled and upset, and then this is the big good music Lupe record. Sorry, Hannah, continue.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I've been on Lupe since Food and Liquor, because um, he's a Chicago guy, um, mm-hmm. I grew up in Chicago, and I was getting into, like, backpacker hip-hop around at that time. So, like, he is, um, I guess you could call him a lyrical miracle type rapper, um, which, yes. if you're trying to figure out what that is, it's basically can you imagine this rapper rhyming lyrical with miracle on one of his bars? If so, that is a lyrical miracle guy.
1: It's a simple um, test, really.
2: Yeah, yeah. Immortal technique is a lyrical miracle guy. Um Common is a lyrical miracle guy. Um Logic Absol? is a lyrical miracle guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tech nine. Absol like shades into stoner like rap aspects of it, but he's Absol is kind of like you know if like a a, a stoner rapper was also lyrical miracle, like if he did a dual stack.
3: Oh, I love that class yeah. combo. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, the way that I described uh, Lupe on in our like pre-recording uh, uh, Discord chat, and this is like one of the harshest things that you can say about a human being. Uh, but keep in mind that I love Lupe with all my heart, and he's one of my, like, top five MCs. Is that Lupe Fiasco is if MC Ride from Death Grips was Lin-Manuel Miranda. Ohhh. <laughs>
1: God, oh. you're- you're so cruel to be kind.
3: <laughs> I am, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, it's like, build a little on what Boo was saying about, like, the, um, kind of, like, the, the course of his career. Um, he had, like, a huge feature on a Kanye track off of Late Registration, uh, Touch the Sky. Like, one of the best guest verses of all time uh, is his oh, verse yeah. on that song. He says Lupin um, the
0: Third. Oh my god. Yeah,
2: yes, He's he just does. Like- He's yeah. he just and, like and
0: me. He me. watches
1: cool anime, <laughs> like
2: me. <laughs> yeah. And and then he had two, um, like, really amazing projects, uh, Food and Liquor and The Cool, and then he, his third record was the one that was just like most fucked over by his label, and it's one that like he will take every opportunity to bitch about in public. Uh, it was called Lasers, uh, but it's like one of those acronyms where it's like light always shines eternally. I, I don't know exactly what it stands okay. for, but it, light always shines. It's,
0: it's light always shines eternally. Bro, uh, period. Real shit with an exclamation point. <laughs> yes.
1: Now, I have to admit, LASER isn't already an acronym. I, I think that... Actually, I, was saying, I was saying that as though... I was saying that as though that excused that bullshit, but, you know, I think it actually yeah. makes it, like, a higher level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, I I want there to be, like, a, um, like a, a new rap movement that, like, focuses on, like, the dark Brandon-type political stuff and then has one, <laughs> one of those, like, elaborate acronyms for what Brandon is
1: oh <laughs> uh, jeez uh um, it's to wrap yeah. up
2: on lasers
0: Lupe hates lasers so much that he would he'd post on Twitter like footage of like him destroying sent in copies of lasers with a laser <laughs> but it's... that's uh
1: do you think he was trying to do like uh sympathetic magic there
2: like yeah, he was trying to destroy him. the album. <laughs> Yeah. It would it would not surprise me. I am um, sure it was yeah. healing for him.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, I've I've like symbolically burned things before. There was like a shithead um whose social life I somewhat broke uh because he was like an asshole, like an abuser. Uh and he had mm-hmm. these like funny money associated with him and I burned those one time. Uh it was great. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's a random <laughs> oh, like Stupid little side thing. I'm just uh, saying. I'm, uh, I see why you he would you
0: do that. you you relate to Lupe's uh, desire to burn lasers with a laser.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he's he's fucking cool. Um, he is, like, we're, we're gonna talk about like the the concept of the dumb guy genius later in this mm-hmm. uh, episode. But like, Lupe is a related concept in that he is the insanely cool dork. Um, yes. In that, like, the fact that he is such a like obnoxious like clever nerd just only makes him cooler to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, he, this this. Oh, sorry, go for it. Oh, it's. I was just gonna say he plays Street
0: Fighter. Like this is he. He plays Street Fighter at a competitive level. This is known. Y-
2: not only that, but he's also the greatest Street Fighter player of all time. <laughs> he beat the he legend. He defeated Daigo in a best of five. That means that he's the best because Daigo is the best and now he's the best. Now yeah. he's
0: the best. He ate his power level.
2: Yeah. Number one ranked all time. If you're doing like a top 10 listicle, then you've got to put Daigo second and Lupe first.
0: There's a, there's a fucking, there's a, sorry. It's, we do really need to talk about the actual contents of Tetsuo and youth, but I also just yeah. want to <laughs> mention the Lupe fiasco versus Daigo Umehara match has a Wikipedia article.
2: That's so cool. Yes, it does.
0: The,
1: uh, you know I why?
0: Whole... Why is that? It's, it's awesome because
1: people who edit Wikipedia love this.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. true. People who
1: edit Wikipedia love Lupe Fiasco.
0: The matches frequently be criticized for possibly being staged. Shut the fuck up. Shut. That was good, <laughs> no, honest, no, play. That was good honest play. That was good honest play and not marketing. Fuck you. The-
2: Okay, so the the little, like, uh, you know how there's widgets at the bottom of Wikipedia articles where it's, like, if it's an artist, then it'll be, like, here's their studio albums, here's their singles, here's, you know, other songs, there's whatever. This one for Lupe has related articles are uh, two of his side projects called Child Rebel Soldier and Japanese Cartoon. Ripped to Child Rebel Soldier. Occupy Wall Street (laughs) and (laughs) Lupe Fiasco versus Daigo Ubahara.
0: This man cannot be killed. He cannot
1: be killed. <laughs> yeah, his spiritual power <laughs> level is incredible. Um, yeah. Right, so that's the thing. I, I asked, like, what is this album about? Because we know You're Dead is, like, it's about death. He, like, said that. Yeah. Um. As far as this album, I think it's not as clear, like, what's it about. But it's clear that it's about something, right? Yes. Like...
2: It's also about death, right?
1: Um, I do think so, but I think in a different way, like... Yes, definitely especially cuz i i would say i wouldn't say that every part of the album focuses on death as much as You're dead does if that makes sense
3: mhm
0: yeah
2: absolutely uh
0: i will say mission in like particular is like literally just about cancer like charlie wilson is on it uh like it's it's there it's literally just people talking about like their cancer diagnosis uh, and stuff
3: yeah
2: Mission, interestingly, isn't on the official track listing. It was a promo single that was released, like, in advance of the record. But he did a couple of those beforehand um, that just, like, you know, didn't actually make it onto the album track list, Um, which I I think is interesting because, like, go for it. It
1: it seems like the way that he released this album was quite odd.
2: Like, just
1: a lot of uh, singles that were not on the album.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is like it came out in what, like twenty uh, uh, yes, fifteen? Yes, yeah. Yeah, January twenty fifteen. Yeah, so like we're we're gonna be listening shortly to a um, sway in the morning freestyle um, that he did, uh, and when he's promoting the album on that uh, uh, on that like radio appearance. He doesn't even get the title of the album, right? Because he just, like, changes it and completely, like, reconceptualizes it within those, like, six months, right? That's Um, how
1: fast his mind moves. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
2: Lupe
0: Fiasco says the name of the album was loosely inspired by Tetsuo Shima, a character from the Japanese manga series Akira. He stated, For me, Tetsuo sounds
2: cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it
2: does. The, the, there a, are just some such amazing cool quotes album. in in this uh, in this episode. From like, we thought we would make music that just killed everybody. To to me, Tetsumo sounds cool. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Um, oh man. Anyway, I I want to kind of like throw some thoughts out there about what I think is going on in this album, like broadly. If that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he is talking about, like, being, uh, uh, the condition of being trapped in material reality and, Mm -hmm. like, the possibility of, uh, salvation from that and, like, returning to true life. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, that's great that you can make an album that successfully communicates that idea that makes me so happy. That's like uh, candy to me.
3: Yeah,
2: and it's it's like it's clear from that level why a lot of like the genius annotations just get fixed on like the record label beef, right? Because that's mm-hmm. kind of like the most small bore version of this idea of like being caught within cycles of like free will versus like the limitations placed upon you by society, by physicality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, to say that like oh, I am trapped in, like, an eternal, endless Gnostic prison is the same thing as, like, you know, my record label doesn't want to release my album. I mean, um, is,
1: Atlantic, is Atlantic Records the work of the Seers of the Throne? Yes, but, like... Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it is, it is.
3: Um...
2: <laughs> okay, there's another, like, if we're talking about this as a concept album, there's another, like, kind of framing mechanism to this that we haven't even brought up, which is the season stuff.
0: Yes.
1: Yes, yes. There's, there's four interludes um, that are the, the first, fifth, tenth, and last uh, tracks on the album. So they kind of, like, chop it up into four pieces. And they're the seasons in order. Summer, fall, winter, spring. And they're, like, these super atmospheric instrumental interludes, I guess. Um, yeah. They genuinely, uh, I would say, do evoke the seasons that they are.
2: Yeah: Here's, I think, an interesting not like a contradiction, but sort of like a complication of he just said. He said they mm. chop it up into four pieces, right?: but okay. Oh, right. <laughs> Two to four, that's between summer and fall. Six to nine, that's between fall and winter. And then everything after that, 11 to 15, you kind of, I think, are given the responsibility as a listener of figuring out when winter flips the switch to spring. Um, mm. and I think it's possible to do that because like You know for talking about like the last song like literally has the word resurrect in its title, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is it's called they resurrect over new so Tron reference to that and also obviously a reference to uh, they reminisce over you um, Mm-hmm classic hip-hop track. Yeah, but it's it's interesting that like we have these very clear demarcation lines but then between winter, the sort of like, you know, most kind of despairing and, and locked down part of this process, and the part where you like, fully escape from it, it's something that is kind of like, left more implicit, um, and what is otherwise, like, in many ways, a very like, didactic album.
1: Yeah, so if I understand what you're saying correctly, then it's kind of that um, the album is not actually divided evenly uh, into the transitions between seasons, and is
2: is that part of
3: it that...
2: I would say that, like, the stuff that happens after summer and before fall we can say is, like, the summer section, and then after fall is the fall section, but then, like, after winter is a longer range of tracks than happens after the previous two, and I think that that, like, kind of, if we're saying that each one, you know, each song can be sorted into a season, then the spring stuff happens before the spring interlude, mm, which is the last track yeah, on the album. Yeah,
1: yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's an interestingly it's not a precisely like um, symmetrical I suppose arrangement.
2: Um, yeah, it's not like here's four songs, four songs, four songs, four songs. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which which is an interesting thing given how obsessed this album is, I would say, with like a certain kind of like perfection. Uh, yeah, like um, I mean, there's a literal reference, like in the chorus of one of the songs, to sacred geometry. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I, oh, sorry. You go. <laughs> uh
2: no, I mean I I think that like perfection is a very like interesting way to put it because like Lupe is so famously like one of the most precise. Um, and, and exacting guys in, like, the rap game, um, on some aspects of rap. Uh, cause, like, he is, like we said, a lyrical miracle guy, but he never, like, really shades into, like, technical or super fast rap. Um, and then mm. also, compared to a lot of other lyrical miracle guys who, like, kind of fucking suck, um, he has, like, charisma. He has delivery. Yes. He has the ability to, like, get into a groove. Um... And so he's, like, immensely precise, and, like, I I think that, like, if we're just thinking about rapping as a skill set that has nothing else surrounding it, then Lupe might be, like, my number one of all time. Mm -hmm. What holds him back? He is extremely inconsistent as far as, like, production, as far Mm. as features, and as far as hooks. Um... Mm. And those are huge parts of rap. Um... So it's... I I think that, like, this is his best record because it's the most consistent, in large part, like, on those, like, kind of um, peripheral aspects. Uh, But it does mean that, like, this is a guy who is, like, very concerned with, like, perfection in just having this incredibly ornate and well-structured set of bars. Uh, But then he'll also just sort of, like, say, like, oh, yeah, we're gonna have just, like, one of the worst hoax you've ever heard. Knock yourself (laughs) out. I think...
0: I think Lupe Fiasco, I think he just wants to be hip-hop. I think, it like, yeah. it's, it's when we talk about, like, trying to escape, like, physical limitations, I think Lupe, it's not, Lupe, Lupe doesn't want to, like, just be, like, the, bit be- he wants to be, like, reincarnated as the genre, I think.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <It's, laughs> no, He's yeah. so,
0: he is so dorky and so passionate about it, um, and it's, he hates the physical constraints of it. Uh, So uh, much.
1: And, you know, you say, Hannah, that he doesn't get into techno rap and that technical rap, and that's clearly true. But he does uh, create, like, kind of ambitious um, tongue twisters for himself.
0: Yes, he loves, like, quintuple entendres and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, And, like, just layering on uh repetitions of sound and like slight uh, basically just having a lot of wordplay <laughs> um and it's yeah. it's uh it's a lot of fun to listen to it feels like kind of a game tracing all the interconnections between the lines mm-hmm. um which are often uh sometimes they're they're a little bit they can be a little bit contentless um yeah because because everything's cons- composed of nothing but, like, this genuinely really good lyrical miracle-type language, Um, every single pun can't actually manage to be, like, an extremely meaningful drawing of connections. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if you're really going to go through and, like, trace every line and be the Genius.com commentators, you're going to end up having to, like, say some pretty silly stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's, It's like, um... What it reminds me of this is the same sort of problem with, like, a, a style of dance, uh, like a substyle of hip-hop dancing called lyrical hip-hop dancing, which is literally trying to, like, match the movements to the lyrics. And, like, one of the big pitfalls for, like, choreographers within that style is just getting way too literal with it and, like, mm-hmm. real, not realizing that you can just sort of, like, be looser with it and, and have a bunch of these, like, bars where you're, like, i don't need to like make my movements match exactly what's going on here um can i read out one of these sections of lyrics that's like i think exactly what you were talking about mark oh please all right this is going to track adoration of the magi you're not the first person the first person from your first curse until your first cursive and your curse words is in the curse in the curve version it occurs virgin is the word version that refers perfect to the first person in the third verse who's really me in the third person but prefers the first one that's me again. I fucking hate
0: this guy so much. God damn it. <laughs>
2: mm, that's true. Tell but- me about your feelings, boo. Tell me about your feelings.
0: No, that's awesome. It's I just, It's like I, when I first listened, I was like, bro, what are? are you kidding me, bro? I got to yeah. pay yeah, taxes no. now. I'm not that kid anymore. I can't listen to all this. i will sir i will let you cook but understand i cannot be there for you
2: yeah um yeah (laughs) and and probably like the 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 other big example of this happens in the middle of the song mural which i think we've been sort of like building up to in our discussion of this so i'm just gonna read uh, another one of these little uh, uh, sections of lyrics, and then we can talk about Mural as a track, because it's like it's the opener, but it's also the centerpiece, which, hmm, again, where did we hear that before? And it's also what we've about flying <laughs> water. Um, Actually, oh, wait, oh, Hannah.
1: Right. Hannah, which, um, I'm just curious, which section are
2: you gonna recite? Uh, the I Prefer Girls to Rain All Over, all over the World.
1: Oh, yes, yes, that's so important. But I, I would recommend uh, that you start with uh, a few lines earlier because I think we need the weather women to be here.
2: Yes, okay. Um, he says, so, uh, the unfettered veteran, the eagle-feathered man of medicine that hovers above cities like weathermen or maybe weather woman. whatever better to tell you weather coming? I prefer girls to rain all over the world and not rain like rain man or rain like rain dance or rain like a slight chance of rain when it's raining or rain like deerslay as Santa Claus sleigh man, but rain like queens that rain over made men. And not queen like queen killer, Rhapsody, Bohemian Queen, but queen like white glove, wave hand. And not wave hand like it's a heat wave, so you make a fan by waving your hand and talking wave like he's saying hey, man. And not hey for horses, and horses like you almost voiceless. You gotta treat your vocal cords like it's a fortress and treat yes. every single one of your words like reinforcements, yes. especially when you're recording, because yes. that's the portion that's important. Yes!
1: Yes! <laughs> it's so gotta, stupid. It's so beautiful.
2: I gotta
0: say, it's he, it is. all bars, no features. All bars. He respects
1: no women so much.
0: He loves women.
1: <laughs> he respects women, but even more than that, he loves just saying the same word a million times and showing yeah. you
0: that he can do that.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, it, hey it, ladies,
0: do you want to hear me say this word like nine hundred times? Yes. It, that's that's. <laughs> It's that that is like something I can imagine like a sixth grader doing on the playground. Not not to equi- not to uh, uh not to like make an equivalency to that of what Lupe is doing here, but uh, Lupe was definitely that kid on the playground that was like, "I'm the fastest runner. I could run so fast." Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. There's and 100%. there's you know. There's, like, a childishness or a, a child, a, an evocation of childhood on this album, much like what yeah. we were talking about uh, previously.
2: Like, like it literally opens in the summer interlude. There's, like, sounds of, like, children playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like summer vacation. Um, and, yeah, I think there's, like, a, a, a sort of, like, childhood celebration Tone to like the this kind of language, and also there's just literally the line assorted memories from my childhood. So you know.
2: Wait, um. <laughs> wait, wait! I I just learned what Lupe's dad did. Sorry, what? Go on. Okay, uh, he is one of nine children of Shirley, a chef, and Gregory, an engineer. His father, a member of the Black Panther Party. Was a prolific African drummer, karate teacher, operating plant engineer, and owner of karate schools and army surplus stores.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, like it's you. You guys have seen the pictures of like Lupe and like, uh, like uh, like hakamos and stuff with like swords and shit. Like this yes, is, this is this is just who he is. Like that he just like reincarnated there.
2: God. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Can you, uh, uh, Alexis, you're listening to this episode... What?
0: I cannot believe you've assumed this.
2: And I was just hoping that you could make this image of uh, Lupe with, like, a prop sword uh, as, you know... Uh, include that into promotional material for this episode, uh, That That is not a prop sword. That is a practice stick. Uh, okay, my bad, my bad.
0: I don't know the uh-huh. actual term for it, but he is training. Lupe Fiasco is training for the coming... The coming storm.
1: Yes. He's a warrior poet. He is. Oh, that shit is so hard. He's so awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, Um, He's so cool. He's so yeah.
1: This is this is a cosplay photo shoot.
0: It is. The fact it that it's really just like is. out in the middle of a
2: field in winter just, with like the, the barren trees.
0: There's, he a, literally there's, was, there's a playground in a school like two feet off this picture. Yes, yeah. This
1: is just like a, it's a cosplay photo shoot, so they just had to go to the public park to shoot it. Like, this is the real Chicago. Yes, this is the real <laughs> Chicago. Uh,
3: the Masamune Chicago.
0: practice sword. That is so yeah. fucked up. It's awesome.
2: Shout out to my friend, James Kaspership, that in sixth grade, me and him would go into his backyard and just find, like, the biggest sticks and, like, pretend we were doing samurai duels with them. And we just gave each other really bad injuries because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> God. Mark, uh, have,
0: well, Mar- oh, sorry. Mark, have you no, held no, a sword ahead. before?
1: Have I held a sword? Um, yeah. Yeah, but not, like, I don't... Here's what I'll say. I've held a sword, but I don't think I've wielded a sword. Mm. Uh, because um, when I was a kid, uh, my family went on like a trip to Spain. <laughs>
0: uh, I... uh, the Spaniards and their classic samurai swords.
1: Well, no, we went to like uh, some kind of... Um, we went to the Alhambra and there's like touristy mm. like businesses selling stuff. So one of my siblings bought a sword. Uh, and we like brought it home as like a memento. I'm not totally sure how we brought it home because, uh, I know of at least one case of someone who had to leave a sword behind because of customs, but anyway, yeah, so I've held that, but I've never like wielded the blade. You've
0: never swung
2: a sword in anger.
0: That's, (laughs) wow. Have you, have you ever like swung a stick around in anger? Oh, but with like, with like a controlled focus, like you were a Butoh performer. (laughs)
1: i mean i've definitely like yeah you're like uh taking a walk in the woods you're hiking you just pick up a stick and you like do moves with it in the air of course I've done that
0: okay well it's i consider you a wielder of the blade in that case
1: (laughs) good good um yeah so (laughs) i
0: just saw this picture of lupe i was like i want to be this picture of lupe fiasco right now (laughs)
1: Yeah, it would be so I, good. I, I
0: wish I I wish I was getting like martial arts training right now. Yeah, maybe that maybe yeah. that's like really like Jesse Pinkman of me to say, but <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Do you guys remember his fucking MySpace page and Skyler's like scrolling? It's like what the fuck? It's like I gotta find out more about this guy. And it's like likes MILFs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean who among us?
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: think I think I know some people who have that in their bio actually.
2: I'm just going to make that my
0: bio right now. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah, so, okay. Mural, what we've been kind of, like, dancing around in our many digressions about how just fucking cool and perfect of a bad Lupe Fiasco is, um, is that it's, like, it's this opening track that is, like, again, eight minutes, all bars, no hooks, no features, um, all just extreme of consciousness. And what is fascinating about it is that, like, It has the cadence of, like, a really insanely good off-the-dome freestyle. um, Yes. While also being, like, really tightly controlled and planned and, like, everything sort of, like, referring back in on itself. But, like, when you listen to Lupe go off the dome, which mm, I'm maybe queuing us up for something, um, this is, like, what he sounds like. So uh, would we be interested in... Watching not necessarily the whole thing, but some of "Lupé Fiasco" on "Sway in the Morning." Absolutely. Sorry, right, cool.
1: wait. Uh, I just need to. Please
2: go on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've put this video in the chat. Um, let's start at about one minute, and when we're all ready, we can just um, hit play. Go so on on one sorry, minute. about one minute. Can we? Uh, yeah, get... let's just start at one minute on the dot. Okay, great. Like the first minute is just basically him being like explaining what a freestyle is, because like Sway is so used to people just like coming in here with writtens and like just doing it to a new beat and calling that a freestyle.
0: I I like I love Sway going like Charlemagne mode, like what is a freestyle? Oh shit! So you're just like you're like not doing this to a beat <laughs> yeah. or anything. Oh dang, these are just off the top of the head. Dang he you yeah. must be dang you must be like a super legend or something. Louis like yeah I'm a fucking legend. And, like that would be if this was on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, for sure. It's on sway, sway, sway in the morning. Wake the fuck up.
2: All right. <laughs> um, yeah, let, let us know when we're all ready uh, at one minute on the dot to hit play.
0: All right. I am.
2: I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. You he go lay. off the top of yeah, the Yeah, go off the top of the dome. Oh wow, wow. That's dope okay. though. Yeah, we all edit this footage
4: it in. Nine. I'll be back. Diggi, ziggi, wow. in the morning, oh. uh, yeah.
2: So, yeah. No, what I love that... about this is yeah. that it is extremely and corny these, and silly so and a church, lot of very black where, rhymes, you know word, but it's also one of the most I impressive like things like I've ever seen.
4: In the dirt how i attempt these as i go berserk and move purses move curses how it does it and everybody want to know exactly what was it mm. were you at the inauguration Lupe looks face? different every time i see him a <laughs> like he literally just so looks like a different so guy what? i had the bubble up she got a bubble but wow. i like looking but i don't like cooking i will be in the crack spot cooking or was i there may be room or two i got a tumor two on the mission introduce the young boy, west side, town, my town. Come through, you gotta bow down. Ooh! Yeah. Like, bow wow. yeah. I could That's also dog, just, again, dog, dog, never ma- imagine, like, most oh. other lyrical and as my miracle guys, like, better, I feel having like this, this level of together, groove. Like God put yes. Put birds together with feathers and bones and beaks. That's how I do every time that I speak, so who flew the coop? It was Luke out the roof. Oh, the, the, oh the, the bird, the bird he He's being so but cute, cute ends, with the hand motions. Bump, so I had to come through and hit him with the jump.
3: Oh.
0: Wow. now well, they could jump, probably survive, the survive in like, maybe a, maybe a, like a nuclear wasteland. Let's
4: define that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <get the> <laughs> I love what a rapid's gonna define something for me into you like integers that's the negative and ones and guns I got plenty of dumb but I'm yeah want oh, to get to at least positive,
2: the, the per diem line cause, cause that's the one that just completely knocks yeah. everyone in but the studio the fuck out let's
4: not provoke this try and do this rap styles no smoke shit cause I don't believe in weed I feel it's held you back and whoever told you that was lying fire, dying <laughs> flipping I'm glad they put lean off the market now you a target now let's hit them raps without that sir. Oh. oh man I'm talking to you, Tony. But who's Tony? Is it Montana? Ma, Mama? Fontana cheese on the crack? I love how many
2: times he just sort of says like, Okay, now I what not I just mean by Thomas that
4: last
0: bar? <laughs> I get slim, get straight. I know Tony was
2: listening to this, uh, just in this radio. You
0: can't fucking you say so that about me. That.
4: You ain't even catch it. I bring it back. Ramadan, we don't eat. Going ratchet. Like I'm working on the car, <laughs> she me right, like, like I'm working like on I'm a hard. the car. but I be back there working on the bars, like it's Coyote Ugly on the stand. Oh, Man. hell yeah, the Coyote I Ugly drop. Film this, record this. Uh, at the Grammy Awards, they reward this. Uh, because I do it with a porpoise but not a yes. porpoise cause that's like a whale I mean purpose and that's Mark, like a you and I have been in <laughs> awe of <laughs> the adorableness <laughs> of that uh, porpoise yes. line rap an about a whale that's how you do Lupe and you give him per diem yeah <laughs> <laughs> my niggas cheese and they rock <laughs> with me we on the road they never that line
2: I lock out him up and I free him that's how you do Lupe and you give him per diem is just clearly the moment that just like made everyone in the realize they were like listening to something all time
4: with trees that grow leaves shout out the Shout out to Barry, shout out to Crespo, my homie Sway looking scary. Was you gonna fuck Kanye up when you turned the mic off? Oh, was gonna <laughs> to try to off. But, you gonna fuck Kanye up? Sometimes you gotta let it breathe and I know you got Ooh, the Dude, is this answers your first time hearing this? This is my so first you time hearing this. Fuck yeah. I don't time. like <laughs> listening
0: to Sway Freestyle. Know, this I this always get uh, a Lil Dickies one in my recommendations, and I just get so mad that I turn it off. No, because
2: most freestyles just suck, right? They're, they're just like
4: or maybe explosive it is nothing
2: to, to do with, with like, like the actual content this. I
0: just don't yeah. like looking at yeah. little, now little now
2: Dicky yeah <laughs> that makes sense it's like <laughs> but it's like no a lot of like radio show freestyles kind of suck because it's just like so oh here's a verse that I didn't think was good enough to put on a project yes and like we're gonna act like that's like a special treat to hear
0: right yes I have hit pause on it because we got the per DM
2: line yeah yeah. so let's (sighs) let's uh let's move on from that but so so that's like again one of the best like off the dome freestyles ever done yes um and it's just so cool that like you see that that thought process for how he's like making these connections and then like looping back on his connections huh loop um (laughs) and (laughs) okay
0: mrs fiasco
2: and and just like you know kind Um, of like When he keeps saying, like, now what's a jump, let's define that, you know? Or, like, now who's Tony? Or, like, now what are quancers? Um, It's just, like, all (laughs) this shit where he's just, like, constantly returning to unpack concepts that he has just dropped on you. That's also how he, like, conceives of his writings. And it's just so cool to, like, see somebody's, like, creative process happening live like that as, like, a microcosm of his, you know creative process when he has time to really like refine it and get it perfect.
0: Yeah. No, it's very cool. he's <laughs> he, he is a conscious guy, but it's he's not like that doesn't it's that doesn't come as like a pejorative statement the way it does for like all the other guys that we mentioned earlier. It's yeah. I think he just he just spends so much time listening to rap music. He just loves it so much.
2: Yeah, I, I think the most like direct negative comparison to the is common um yes. just because like common was also like mid-2000s chicago friend of kanye somebody who's conscious somebody who's very thoughtful somebody who's like on the come up and then kanye or sorry common just disappeared up his own ass with like you know um just just like really condescending conscious shit um and you know now he's like doing uh i mean it's it's several years old at this point but like the The thing that always I think of with Common now is that like we're living in the future we always dreamed of. Ad, um, where he's like, you know, just hawking shit for uh, for who is it? Is that like Microsoft, Intel? I have no idea. Uh. It, I'm gonna be honest.
0: Whenever I think about uh, whenever I think about Common, I think about his uh his his feature on Get Him High. Mm, yeah. Uh, it, because it is. It is truly awful. It's... It's... Real rappers is hard to find, like a remote. And then like a two se- <laughs> and then like a two-second beat. Control, rap is out of. Used to, but still got love. That's why I abuse you who are not thugs. Rock clubs like Tiger Woods in the hood. She had my own reality show called Soul Survivor. Shut the fuck up, Common. What the fuck are you talking about? Bro, yeah. get out of here.
2: Get that, out. That's, uh- that's absolutely a path that Lupe could have gone on. It, it is. And
0: and th- this this uh, Gedimai also has Talib Kwali on it. And that is another path that uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Lupe could have gone down. It's But after all this time, he's still the guy to root for. Like, you're still like, oh, fuck yeah. Lupe's doing whatever the hell he wants. He's doing his own shit. And it's, it's yeah. awesome.
2: And, like, you know, he's had more projects that, like, nobody cares about or remembers than ones that are, like, really all time and, like, beloved. But it's like, with. Food and liquor, the cool and Tetsu and youth. That's like enough goodwill for me for a lifetime. Absolutely. Where you can just like release half baked shit where like things don't come together for it's, him. It's
0: I um, I know I know it's not for the check is basically like it's I know he's just doing this just because he like he just feels it so strongly he just wants to do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, can I do cover watch, please? Uh yeah. It's uh uh Lupe loves painting. As well, this is a painting of Lupe Fiasco uh, for his painting uh, imprint Wolf Studios. Uh, I don't. It's I. Uh, it's I, I. did go to I did go to art school, so it's I. I, I can't can elucidate some meaning uh, from the cover arts. To be honest, I think Lupe just really likes painting. Like it's I, I, I don't think that he tried to create anything deeper. Uh, the 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 wax uh skull thing is like the the logo for wolf Studios it's on basically all his paintings uh mm-hmm. it's 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 his it's his hallmark as it were but it is it's a very beautiful frame like it's it's there's a, there's like rich colors and single strokes like though that's definitely and he he's de- he definitely is like painter's tape or like gaffer tape or something to create straight lines uh so you know yeah. It's, but it, it's, it's just cool. Like, it's cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. It that's kind of cool though, to get, like, that kind of, like, technique breakdown of it, though.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's cool. I love the, the purple, red, uh, like, this, just, like, this deep, like, blur uh, flying mm-hmm. across. It, it looks, it, it looks, it's such a rich tone. It's so cool. It, it, it looks like a pixel image that's been, like, stretched out all the way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, it's and then there's uh, there's just some Stanley Donwood like tree bark in the background there. It looks really sick. It's just cool. Like it's I this this one just makes me smile. Like it's uh, all the all the good music stuff around this time was like, okay, we need something like a single subject for like the middle. Hell, it could just be a square. And then, uh, like they uh, they use the strikeout parental advisory thing, like there's no black bars around the parental or explicit content thing, center yeah. that in the middle with some margins, done. Artwork's done. It's mm. they did that with uh, Pusha T. They did that with this. Uh, lots of uh, Pablo single art used that. It's uh, it was like Don like basic hallmark to just like try and. Uh, It's, I, I think it's, they did it to try and like legitimize the idea of like the rap cover, which I think could be a little, uh, that that's kind of nihilistic, but it's cool. Like it's, it's at, sometimes you just need like a single striking image. And I think this is, this definitely achieves that in a way that a lot of other Donda covers do not. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, thank you for that sick cover watch. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I got a last couple things to quickly mention before we move on from this record.
0: Absolutely. Uh, all
2: right. Number one. Um, so we talked about all these being very self-indulgent records. Yes. One of the ways that this really manifests here is that, like, Blur My Hands track three has, like, a minute-long instrumental outro that then immediately segues into a, like, 30-second banjo intro that is unconnected from the next song. Yeah! Um, Prisoner 1 and 2, fantastic track. Begins with uh, two separate, like, sample intros and then a track tag before it, like, gets right into the actual song. Um, yes. It's like the, f- the first intro is, like, the recording message for, like, a Securus, uh, call to a, uh, a prisoner? Or from a prisoner? And then the second one is a, uh, like, I- I don't know exactly who it is, but it's, like, a, an African musician just talking about how, like, music is the king of all professions. And then it's uh, a whisper of like, music, which is like a track tag. That's on a lot of like Lupe stuff. Um, and that is so fucking insanely self-indulgent <laughs> to have your two-part nine-minute song have two intros and a track tag before you get into it.
1: I mean, um, look, if you're gonna make a nine-minute song, you should go ahead and do that shit. Yeah, like, like- why not?
2: But, and thank you so much for giving me that great transition to the other thing I want, I want to bring up, which is to say, if you're making a nine minute song, don't make it Chopper, which is the one really, really <laughs> flat note on this
0: record. Yeah. Uh, before we it's, get to Chopper, I just want to say, I want to say two things about Prisoner 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, it uses the iconic uh, Garage Band or- Orchestra Strings 08, like The shit that sounds like a near Automata song. Yes <laughs> uh, and then it 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 builds the entire first half of the song around that in like this this incredible way it's it's so sick uh, yeah like it's they 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 add like they add like an actually like recorded string section under it, which I I always thought that was like a that's a very uh, Kanye-esque trick to just like recreate the sample and then like build more around it. Uh, it's, it's so cool. He does that all the time, but, uh, and it's like, he, there's like Mike Dean, like guitars and like synths under it and stuff. It's so sick. It's so sick. Uh, that's, that's just what I wanted to say about that. Now we can go, uh, shit on Chopper.
2: Yeah. What the fuck is this song? (laughs) It is, um, it is just like six verses from like guys that, Featuring Billy Blue, Buck of Psychodrama, Trouble, Trey the Truth, Family, and Glasses Malone. It's it's and like I... a it's like
0: a posse cut of everybody who is in, like, other rooms in the studio.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, none of them are necessarily, like, the worst bars I've ever heard, by any means. And some of them are, like, pretty all right. But it's nine and a half minutes. It's some of the corniest lyrics. It's, like, the, the, the hook is just, like, Lupe repeating, like medical card from Obama, like, uh, healthcare for a chopper. Um, and it's all just the most, like, again, it's- it's very, like, if common with slightly more left-wing, um, the type of, like, corny shit that he would be putting out at this time, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's just like, ooh, did I just make you think by saying that, like, you know, filet mignon for my food stamps, and, you know, healthcare with a chopper? Like, damn, it really makes you think about, like, the ghetto. Um, and it's, it's a level of, like, didacticism that Lupe is usually much better than. Uh, but it just sucks that, like, there's something like this tomorrow What would otherwise be, like, a close-to-perfect record for me. Uh, uh,
0: DJ Dahi does production on this. Uh, Crying Shame. This is, like, the worst beat from his that I've ever... He has, like, a very impossibly high bar with I Don't Fuck With You, Money, Trees, a bunch of stuff for Vampire Weekend and whatnot. This mm-hmm. is a bad beat. This is, this is not, this is, uh, compared to Mural, which is, oh my, wait, <laughs> Mural is produced by somebody named Wiz Buchanan.
3: <laughs> Wiz <We laughs> like
2: Buchanan. Guys, I Wiz Buchanan.
1: Uh, we, that's, I mean, that's just the wizard version of, of <laughs> that's, Buchanan. That's just
2: the wizard version of me. All right, oh can you get, like, a wizard outfit for anime Buchanan?
0: I, you know... I I can definitely get you like a bunch of Witch, Idol, and Maid outfits From the custom cast store I cannot get her I cannot just get her like a stupid uh, I cannot get her like Dylan Brady's fit From like the 100 Gex music (laughs) videos
2: Oh, that would be so cool Wiz Buchanan Wiz Buchanan Wiz Buchanan That's
1: Wiz
0: Buchanan I feel like Wiz
1: Buchanan
0: DJ Dahi, get it together Uh, I feel like and
2: Buchanan no
0: way <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm a cool wizard i'm like lupe fiasco we're both cool wizards but we also have cool oh, punches yeah. and sword slices we're, yeah we, we basically um, just do like all at all like it's where, where me and him just if, like yeah we're kind of just told like told
2: lupe fiasco about like a Dungeons and dragons class that like lets you channel spells through the strikes of your sword uh, then he would just be like the happiest man on earth. There, there, there would be, be a there would a Lupe
0: fiasco shaped like puff of smoke as he like runs over to the table to like, yeah. uh, like get like I'm the sorry. dungeon master screen set up.
1: Hannah, are you imagining uh, keeping Lupe Fiasco as, like, a like an animal in a zoo when you talk about
2: him getting enrichment? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we all need enrichment, you know? Like, okay. I, no, I, that's I, we that's fair. We are,
0: we are all of us animals looking at cool wizards and going, like,
2: oh, I want that. We, we are all of us chemicals, vic- vitamins, and minerals, and have oh. in inner tube and wraps around the arm. <laughs> so true, Umfi. <Umphie. laughs> yeah. Um. uh, Somehow, in mural, he never says the word molecules, which is like to me the. Besides, literally lyrical and miracle, it is like the er word that lyrical miracle rappers love rhyming with shit. Oh Um, yeah! Shout out to my my friend from fourth grade, Tommy Nguyen, uh, who rapped under the name Infinite Theories. uh,
3: (laughs) Theories spelled with a Z.
2: Oh, oh, boo boo theories. let's let's let me talk about this guy a little more theories is spelled with a z and it was yeah. stylized with every other letter being capitalized and he would do raps where every line like rhymed molecules with you know follicles or something like that <laughs> he's got um, that game z macara he does he yeah. does and he had a, a hustle going on in like fifth grade where he would uh on index on the back of index cards draw like pictures of anime dragons and then on the the reverse side of it just like write their name and like an attack stat and a defense stat and he would just like sell those for a couple bucks the infinite and theories tcg the infinite theories tcg got banned quickly by like because um, like we were all just putting like all our allowances into like this constantly power creeping game where it would just be like oh fuck my dragon Zymeth is like really below like the meta power levels at this point. I gotta pay <laughs> oh, Tommy two more dollars so that he could give me Zymeth EX. Oh with, fuck! Like, higher <laughs>
0: power levels. Oh fuck! It's been three minutes, so Wave Seventeen with Broly just dropped. Fuck!
2: Yes. <laughs> anyway, I think that Infinite Theories of Lupe would get along really well. Absolutely, that yeah. is so awesome. That
0: <laughs>
1: Infinite Theories. I All I right. wanna. I wanna talk about uh, uh something that I think is good rather than chopper if we're if if we have absolutely to yeah do that now yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's do it. which is just that uh I wanna like i wanna just like go down a little bit uh the rabbit hole of like one of lupe's uh you know sort of esoteric references specifically just the title of dots and lines
3: um please
1: yeah, because uh. So there's a cipher, like an alphabet cipher, um, that at least Genius.com thinks, and I think they're actually correct, is uh, meant to evoke something called the Pigpen cipher. Or rather, the name of the song is meant to evoke the Pigpen cipher. Um, Alexis,
2: can you please drop some pig sounds under this part of the recording? Thank you. Yep. Welcome back to Pig um, Watch
1: yeah yeah so it's it's just a uh system where you replace each letter in the alphabet with this little almost like a glyph uh that's composed of dots and lines um and there's one for each letter of the alphabet and so that's a very simple cipher uh and wikipedia is clear to emphasize that um its use of symbols instead of letters in no way impedes cryptanalysis, and this cipher is not otherwise different from any other simple mono-alphabetic substitution cipher. Worse, because it is both very well-known and instantly recognizable, it is arguably among the worst ciphers one can possibly choose from a security standpoint. <laughs> That's so cool. Due to Pigpen's simplicity, it's very often included in children's books on ciphers and secret writing. Um, and it's also the, the other reason that uh, I think it's completely correct to believe that that's what he was referring to in the title of the song uh, is that it is the Freemason cipher, uh, like the Freemasons used it to communicate with each other. And he has several references to Freemason lore in this song. Um, yeah. So that's just what I wanted to explain about the pig pen cipher and the Masonic references. Just to really give you a taste of I don't know, the the richness that awaits you if you really want to dig into uh these lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Children's ciphers.
2: <laughs>
0: Lupe definitely so cool. loved Gravity Falls. Oh.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised he didn't like show up for an episode to like voice a character. That would be oh, that would be so awesome. Uh, Gravity Grunkle Falls' Grunkle.
1: relationship to the concept of rap is not great, unfortunately.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Grunkle so that Stam- would have been Stam- a lot. Uncle Stan would be like, "Kids, it's Lupe Fiasco."
1: <laughs> that would be funny, though. You're <laughs> no. absolutely right. See,
2: uh, man. All right, uh, are we are we uh, about ready to move on to our last record?
0: Yeah, So and Youth, awesome album it's Awesome album. It, if if you if you want to think, this this is what you want to listen to. <laughs> I mean, look, think, I think there's a lot to think
2: about, is, even if is, it's often there really is. silly.
0: I I also it's at the exact same time just saying like if you want something that makes you think, that is just an <laughs> awesome thing to say.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> um. Okay, let's talk about our last record, which um, you know, it's not a a fully smooth transition, but uh infinite theories would have loved this record because linkin park was in fact his favorite band when i knew him infinite Um, theories more like hybrid theory folks linkin park is a classic band Park is a California-based, or was a California-based, new metal band that over time grew to, you know, encompass other genres. Uh, And that is perhaps best exemplified in their 2010 release, A Thousand Suns, which is the album that I've brought to this episode. Um, A Thousand Suns is fascinating to me for a number of reasons. Number one, I just really like it. Um, It's really fun to listen to. It is, like, a very powerful distillation of a certain kind of, like, you know, not super revolutionary, not super, like, um, erudite, like, electronic, industrial, rap, rock type music. Um, But it's just, it's super fun to listen to. It is also an incredible example of, like, the dumb guy genius mindset in that it is guys who are, like, not necessarily the brightest um uh doing their absolute best to be like experimental and thoughtful um and i think that like that last aspect of it is something that like really draws me to it because this is a band that notably started off their career by making the same album three times uh they made hybrid theory then their next record was reanimation which was a remix album of hybrid Theory. And then they made Meteora, which is the same album as Hybrid Theory again, but, like, more refined and polished. Um, Down to the fact that, like, Pushing Me Away, the last song of uh, Hybrid Theory is the same song as Numb, last song of Meteora. The second songs, um, Don't Stay versus uh, One Step Closer, those are also the same songs. Like, structurally, compositionally, they were just very much in, like, a rut. Um, and it was a record that was, like, mega, mega successful for them, right? Like, Meteora was even more commercially successful than Hybrid Theory. And, like, it's it's an incredible record um, if you, like, sort of leave aside the context of it being, like, not really much of an advancement for the band creatively. And then our next record, Minutes to Midnight, they tried to, like, branch out a little bit. Um, but it's very sort of just, like, haphazard and... It's it's one of their worst records. Um, it's, it's a lot of, like, okay, well, we're trying to, like, stay within the lane of, like, what got us big while also, like, poking at the edges of it. And A Thousand Sons is a record where they pretty much, like, definitively said goodbye to, like, mainstream success. Um, and tried to make something conceptual, something experimental, and something that, like, pushed a lot more boundaries than any of their previous work. And was really self-conscious about doing so, right? If so you, like, listen to their interviews leading up to this, they just mentioned that so many times again and again. Like, telling people, guys, be prepared. This isn't going to be Meteora again. I'm really sorry to tell you, but we didn't just make Meteora 2. Which is, let's say, Hybrid Theory 3 or 4. Um, and the result is, I think, something that's really fucking cool. It's like, they really want to be... Um, like, if Nine Inch Nails was fronted by Zack De La Rocha of Rage Against the Machine. They really want to be, like, very politically conscious. It is, again, a concept album. It is also about death, in a way. Um, this time is specifically about, like, nuclear war and, you know, like, the inevitable ways in which humanity seeks to destroy itself. Um, and it is also, again, like we've been saying, really self-indulgent in ways that are incredibly endearing and that I love with all my heart. Uh, that is my little intro to A Thousand Suns. What do you guys think of this record? I, I'm gonna be honest,
3: I
0: kinda only just liked it. Uh, it's, I, I, I haven't listened to, I listened to it twice, uh, leading up. But it's, it did not, it's, I, I, I loved the big swings. It's, I think the Requiem and the Radiance and Burning in the Skies is a phenomenal, like, three-run of intro tracks. Uh, yeah. It's, and it's, it, it, it really, like, it's, it really does take big swings, and it's, uh, weaker albums have tried and failed. It's, I don't think, I don't think this album fails at anything, uh, except, uh, for, I, I should say it's, I don't have a lot of experience with Linkin Park. I was not a Linkin Park kid, uh, I was not, like, <laughs> a emo, like, I was not, like, a 2000s emo rock YouTube, uh, AMV kid, so it's, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have the access to like uh, MCR or Lincoln Park the way so many of my peers did. Uh, it's I I think Collision Course is like one of the coolest things that's ever been released. Uh, the mash uh, of EP with Jay Z, where they just have it's that that shit is so awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it's I have I have less emotional ties to Lincoln Park and their trajectory. Uh, which uh, personally I think is like a huge blind spot because Linkin Park is, I w- I like it's I would probably say like one of the most like maybe like the most important band this century i i don't i don't think that is
2: fair to say that yeah
0: i i don't know if that's i don't know if that's like too crazy like hyperbole but like you you think about like Uh, where rock went
2: for better and for worse right yeah it's you think about where rock went
0: uh like after they like iterated on new metal and stuff and like how they 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 brought like electronics and hip-hop into it
2: this is like a a really sad and damning thing but like i don't think we have imagined dragons without lincoln park
3: god
0: damn oh <laughs> what? you it's uh, mark was right you were so mean to be kind
2: because <laughs> you yeah. love lincoln park you do i do i do um but yeah no like i i totally get how like i don't expect someone who doesn't come into this record with like this immense amount of like attachment to lincoln park um to to be as like into it as I am, um, so like frankly, I'm very happy to hear that you like but not love it. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's says, I, like, I consider that a success.
0: Yeah, it's it's cool. Like there's there's cool shit. It is it is definitely not. If I was like a nine year old, actually, when did this come out? Twenty ten. I would have been twelve years old when this album came out. Mm -hmm. uh it's hi all you uh like 30 and up listeners of hot singles it's uh the that uh that that like mental weight that you just got you can thank me for uh Mm -hmm. it's if i was 12 and i listened to the album after like listening to hybrid theory while watching naruto episodes chopped up into thirds on youtube and shit i would be like what the fuck is this it sucks and and it's I, i get the distinct feeling that a lot of older and uh Assume uh, assumedly more mature Lincoln Park fans had the exact same reaction. And I think they're stupid. I Yeah This uh, I, I I I didn't really like this album, but I did like it. It's it's cool. Like it's it's a cool album.
1: Yeah, yeah I like, would say Oh sorry, go on. What
0: would you say? What would you say?
1: What I would say this album is for me, is that it's an album with some really excellent songs on it that I would definitely like to listen to over and over again. But I don't really dig it as a whole, like as a whole, it's like, eh, fine. While there are like certain singles where I'm like, ooh, this is great. And unfortunately it's a concept album. It's always kind of sad when yeah. that's how you feel about one of those.
0: Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, It's they, they released this as like a continuous piece. There's like a continuous mix like on iTunes or something for it when it first dropped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it makes me feel almost like I'm being unfair to it if I'm like, well, I just want to listen to like the first three songs, maybe on loop for like 10 hours or
3: whatever.
2: I I, I think that that's very interesting because like, again, what I said in like my intro of this is that like this is some guys who like aren't geniuses at making music. These are guys who, like, there's a reason why they were so successful within this like very sort of narrow box of, like, we're going to make hybrid theory over and over again. Um, Trying their absolute best to, like, strain at the limits of their, like, creative ability. And they've created something I think is, like, very interesting, but it is, like, its its reach exceeds its grasp to an insane amount. Um, You know, when we talk about, like, these records being self-indulgent, this one beats out Uh, Lupe's four interludes with six interludes.
3: Um,
2: (laughs) And also, like, the structure of it is so, like, like, it begins with a slowed-down, spare, moody arrangement like that you would see in a movie trailer for a song that is later in the record. Um, There's just so many of these, like, again, dumb guy genius ideas here. Um, of, like, your friend from when you were 14 being, like, yo, if I made, like, a rock album, I would have, like, pianos and violins in it, because those are, like, (laughs) more badass than guitars, and I would, like, have quotes from, like, Martin Luther King, so you know that I, like, I, like, read and shit.
1: Yeah, I, I do think that, like, there's something really excellent about making the thing that, like, would appeal to you when you were, like, that age. Um, so I have like full respect for Lincoln Park making this album, and I'm really glad I listened to it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I mean, kind of like Boo, I wasn't really that kid, um, so it's a little hard. I would be for me t- to accept this album fully into my
0: heart. Mark, you and I would be so much more powerful if if, if we were these kids. I think is like <laughs> my, interest. like if if I was like walking around school going like ah. My cursed eye and shit. God, I mean,
1: yeah. No, it's... It's making me think of, like... uh, Yeah, no, various ways I've imagined, like, what if I was this different kind of teenager? Um, (laughs) But... Those AUs have not come to pass. (laughs) Um...
2: One thing that, like, I can definitely just, like, unreservedly criticize this album for, uh, even with my, like, immense affection for it, is that, like, it's a little bit racist as an album. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's very cavalier with its invocation of Martin Luther King. I think it is, like, on the song uh, Waiting for the End, which I think is, like, one of the better songs on this record. Um, like, Mike Shinoda, um, a... Asian American guy does some reggae style delivery on his like final verse on the track. And they have one of their members uh, who is, I believe, a Ashkenazi Jewish guy who can just like speak Spanish because he like learned it growing up, um, do some like shouted interludes in like the character of like a Latin American dictator. Um, And so there's... Again, the reach exceeds the grasp, right? Like there's there's weighty ideas that they were clearly trying to handle and it's like, "Ooh, you're maybe not like thoughtful enough to handle these like with the sensitivity and and, you know, insight that they need to be handled with."
1: Yeah, I I feel like uh much as I kind of love the use of the like Oppenheimer quotation, like cuz it's so, you know, it it's really uh bearing their chests and like showing you what their like aesthetic thoughts are. Um and it is like cool. It's it's impressive. It's badass. But it is also like okay, so are you going to really reckon with um like the bombing of Hiroshima and like the horror of the fact that the US possesses an atomic bomb like is that really going to work out for you in this concept album uh made by Mostly white Americans, although obviously like uh, Mike Shinoda has a huge role in this being interested in considering those questions. So I don't want to be like, oh, he shouldn't talk about it. But like, it's it's just a lot to ask for a rock album to take on.
2: Yeah. Um, It's it's definitely like an album that is a little too big for its britches uh, throughout um, and I think that another way that like really manifests is like the production,
3: because
2: mm. um, like this is a Rick Rubin produced record, and like if you know anything about Rick Rubin, you know that he is like extremely maximalist. He is like some of the chunkiest beats of all time. Right. He pr- he he mixes a masters songs like they're plastic
0: cake tins. Yeah. <laughs> Like, um, oh, have you tried to open one of those? it's like, it's, uh, and I'm sorry yeah. to everybody. It's like, it's, he, it's, he, he is like the biggest fighter in the loudness war. No, yeah. I
2: agree with you. I'm just like, damn, that's, that's what it sounds like. He did, um, 99 problems, right? God, he definitely like linked, uh,
0: LP and Jay-Z together. yeah yeah
2: I think that's very
0: that's crazy. he did that he did that and then he also got uh Kanye and Justice to meet each other that's crazy he he might be like the most important guy ever
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) shout out um but yeah it's it's so weird to see that like really heavy Rick Rubin production applied to what are kind of just like adult contemporary songs Mm -hmm. um like a little bit. we've all been talking about how like "Burning in the Skies" is like one of our favorite tracks on this record. Um, that is a song that would like be really at home on like adult contemporary radio. Yes, you know in the the two thousands.
3: Yeah,
2: it slams. Um, it yeah, it it's <laughs> slams. It's a CVS banger, you know. Yes. Oh God. <laughs>
1: Yes, and like I, ha- I feel like I should be clear, because I've been like saying things that probably sound really negative about this album, but I, I really did enjoy listening to it. Um, I feel like it's possible to be like, ah, your conceptual stuff not hitting for me, and still be like, this is the type of song I want to listen to. And my love for the CVS banger is deep.
2: Yeah. Um, in that way, I actually, uh, and controversial opinion here, I think that this album has some commonalities with Caroline Palachuk, Uh mm. in that it is, in a lot of ways, about bringing this very sort of experimental and avant garde sensibility to what is fundamentally active, like making good adult contemporary songs. Yeah, all right, sure. I find that believable. Boo, do you find it believable? <laughs> yeah. Because I I, I'm, I'm insulting you and Alexis a little more. <laughs> no, that's fine. Look, that's fine.
3: Yeah. Uh, gonna shut up, I'm going to that
2: Caroline Polachek record into as many episodes as I can. And so,
0: that album is so, she's so hot. She's so hot, dude. I don't know what to do.
2: No, I agree. I was I agree.
0: mainly silent because I didn't want to just blurt out that she was hot, which I knew I was going to do if I was asked about Carolyn Caroline Polachek, which I was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What
1: have you done to Boo?
0: No, it's, it's now what Hannah did. It's what I did to me. <laughs> 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 this is a like sexy prison of my own
2: making. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... But yeah, like, I we, we've only been talking, I think, directly about, like, one song uh, thus far. Um, mm. to, to much extent, uh, Burning in the Skies. Does anyone have any thoughts? Positive, again, or negative, right? Like, this album means a lot to me, but, like, mm-hmm. I brought it not to have people say. Like, it's like, be like,
0: oh, Hannah, this is such an alternative pick. We love you.
2: And so on. Yeah, no. Like, I, to have a I think it's more interesting to discuss something that, like, again, is a very ambitious and messy piece from some very, like, imperfect and idiosyncratic mus- musicians mm-hmm. um who are, like, again maximizing their idiosyncrasy here instead of just making hybrid theory again uh, yeah. but like yeah I think that there's other songs here that are like worth considering both in positive and negative ways yeah um. uh,
0: I I would love to have heard uh, fallout like well, this is just like the ambient producer in me but I, I would have loved to have heard like I would have loved fallout to be like a couple minutes longer it's just mm. it's just cool it's-
2: is Fallout the one that just is uh, is the reprise of um, yeah. Burning in the Skies? Yeah. It is, yeah. Oh, oops. Yeah. I fucked up. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's only one track to discuss on this record. No, that's not
0: <laughs> I also really liked The Messenger. I thought The Messenger was a beautiful closer. Yeah. Uh, I
2: mean, I think it's interesting that there's kind of, like, there's four closers in a row on this record. Yeah. Uh, again, speaking to how, like, the reach exceeds the grasp, right? It's it's very messy in that they clearly came up with like four ideas to close the record and are just like fuck it, let's just put all of them there. But like everything starting with iridescent could be the last track on a record. Yes. because um, like iridescent is this very like anthemic crescendo closer. Catalyst is this more kind of like bitter and cynical crescendo closer. And the messenger is, like, the really spare um, little, like, acoustic ballad closer. It's, it's, uh, um,
0: love, yay.
2: <laughs> yeah, love, yay. It, about, did, did, it did, make me cry. It's, that, the,
0: those are, like, Aww. it's, that, that is crazy Chester vocals.
2: Yeah, rip Chester. But to the realest,
0: the realest one. Yeah. Goddamn, man. Um, uh, I did also. I did also really like uh, Catalyst. Just uh, it's and maybe maybe that I, I do feel like a part of that is just because of like the other Linkin Park songs I've heard in my lifetime. That it, this one had like a really like cool drive to it. It, it, it had breaks. It had bre- I'll say that that's like a big
2: bullet point here. It has yep. breaks on it, uh, which is yeah. awesome. And, and that was their lead single, right, uh, to this record. So it was like something that again just like. Completely turned off so many of their old fans uh, who were just used to being like, oh, well, we want something that just, you know, sounds like in the end or one step closer, um, and we have that forever? Um, but, like, this very, like, I mean, it's kind of chintzy, right? It's chintzy, but it's very, like, layered and, like, so many effects on the vocals. Um, and, like, clearly has all these, like, operatic ideas to it with, like, I think there's a lot of, like, organ sounds in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just something that, like, was such a, a left-field curveball for a lot of fans.
3: Yeah.
1: And, you know, that, that also is, like, as long as I'm being, like, I think it's great to be self-indulgent and, and appeal to your sort of teen self, I also think it's great to, like, go in an unpopular direction just because that's the art you want to make. Like, that's that's great when someone does that.
2: Yeah. And, like, I, I think probably their time in the limelight would have been fading no matter what. So it's just cool that instead of, like, trying to chase relevance or, you know, like, hold on to it just a little longer, they just sort of, like, shrugged and said, fuck it, let's just make whatever record we want to now that we're not, we don't have the pressures of being, like, a top 40 band anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Seems like we're about uh, uh done with talking about this record though. The, Lupe took up most of the oxygen in this. It's
3: he's no, Lupe just good a funny.
0: I, I feel weird being like Linkin Park and like so on. It's I, I feel Lu, Lupe is a very easy guy to like riff off of, a bounce off of, and get into the energy of.
3: Mm-hmm. It's yeah.
0: uh, I, I did like this record. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say it's a uh, cover watch uh, for Thousand oh, cover Suns. Watch. Uh, cover watch. So, Mister Game and Watch is a character from Super Smash Brothers. Really
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: God. No, he. It's it's uh, it is it, it's 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 like a heat map. It is. I do think it is. It's. I mean, like it's an explosion. Like it's it's a burst of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's if you want to go like really straightforward with like the the nuclear. Uh, like, the the nuclear, uh, like, Weapons of Mass Destruction allegory. Uh, the cover to Brighter Than a Thousand Suns, the original pressing, was where my mind immediately went to. Uh, just, like, sort of this weird, like, exploding, like, uh, like, black on white. Or, uh, for other versions of a thousand suns, white on black. Uh, mm-hmm. like, surface... Uh, I saw some people saying that it's, they thought it looked like a dove, uh, like, getting, uh, like, eradicated by a nuclear blast. Uh,
3: that's, that's, <laughs> no, I've, I'm I've sorry, seen that in real a, that's... life.
2: That's not what a dove eradicated by a nuclear <laughs> blast looks like. <laughs> Hi there. Uh, a
0: professional nuclear dove eradicator here. Uh, <laughs> a square bracket, thread, one out of 84, and per square bracket.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh. No, it's that's a good sentence. I like that, but like it's uh, like like the little curving point on the end there would be like its beak. It's like sort of like turning around or something. I don't really see that, but it's I, uh, it's it's just meant to be very evocative. They've they've said themselves yeah. uh, that they were like uh, it's up to you to figure out what it means. Which fuck you guys, you fucking yeah. assholes.
2: I I, I want to contrast this cover though to their cover of their previous record, which is like the most like low effort like. Okay, guys, let's let's do a shoot, I guess. Um, <laughs> this could be a promo shoot and it could also be the cover of the album. I don't wanna come in for two days of shoots, type it's, of thing. Uh, it's so uh cool.
1: what's gonna be in the background? I don't know, just kind of a haze. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, it's we're just
2: sort of like looking out. Yeah, can I can I have a a plain flavored album cover, please? <laughs>
0: <laughs> can I have like a um, flavorless marshmallow? Thank you.
2: Yeah. The, uh, the last thing that I would I would love to say about um, Lincoln Park and specifically this album is that they something I was saying as I was like re-listening to this um, I said it on my locked was like this album makes me feel like I am in a freemium mobile game uh, where I have to like take down a dystopian totalitarian government by like investing wisely and doing like graffiti tags on chest-high walls. Jeez. <laughs> um, which, like, that, that's kind of, like, the Linkin Park vibe, right? They've always been, like, very self-consciously with this, like, revolution, you know, imagery and whatnot, and, like, their, their, like, fan drops would be through something called, like, the Linkin Park Underground, and it's like, your debut album went, like, ten times platinum. There's nothing underground about you, and there never has been, you know? And, like,
3: absolutely uh true. hannah
2: counterpoint my parents don't like it when i play the music
0: loud so i'm raging against <laughs> the machine. Yes.
2: um you know what your parents do like though is again uh sound financial investments uh, <laughs> park for like a decade now have had an investment arm uh that's so th- awesome <laughs> it's called machine shop ventures they have a venture capital firm Oh yeah. God. And again, it is the most just like, you know, the most like rebel anarchist revolution radio thing you can do is like give a speech about the uh, at the U.N. about the importance of microloans. loans. <clears throat>
0: um, uh, Alex, Alexis, I want you to it's for when you're editing this episode. I want you to Google business music YouTube on YouTube <laughs> and uh, just put, put it under what I am saying here. <clears throat> Ready? Go. Machine Shop Ventures is a consumer-focused, early-to-growth-stage venture capital fund based in Los Angeles. We invest globally in companies that align with the Linkin Park brand of connecting people and innovation through technology plus design.
3: Yes. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Well,
0: okay. oh, they're on I, LinkedIn! Of course they're on LinkedIn. Fo- I, I am following them
2: on LinkedIn. Boo, you know what this just made me realize? Is that specifically the track Burning in Disguise? Is what, like, business stock music wishes it could be. (laughs) It's what that whole genre of stuff is going for. Hell yeah. With the little, like, slightly arpeggiated guitars. and Oh, their logo's
0: like a shitty version of the LP logo. Oh, that's
2: awesome. Oh, that is so cool. These guys are so fucking dumb. No, they're, they're so stupid. I love them. It's, and again, like, what that really gives me the impression of is that, like, your dumbest friend from in, when you were 14 got his life together and is now, like, a Wall Street guy, you know? And I need like, you guys oh. to
0: look at this image I've put up of uh, CNBC. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. It is <sighs> investing
2: with Lincoln Park. Boo, can you just tweet that right now? With no I will. Politics? I can and I will. Yeah. I will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Um, God, Hannah, you're. Uh, we're getting a lot of like ordering people around. Hannah's telling Boo what to do. Boo's telling Alexis what to do.
0: Mark, do you want to tell somebody what to do? Uh,
1: yeah, listeners, um, go to uh, let me see cashappcom slash mark-sokolov. No, I don't. Th- I don't even know if that was actually my username. <laughs> I don't remember what it
0: is. That's okay. Uh, That's okay. Oh yeah, I have retweeted the investing with Lincoln Park image. Thank it's you. perfect. Thank you. Investing with Lincoln Park.
2: This, this, yeah. is a, this is such a good image. This is so awesome. <laughs> no, like, it, again, like, it's. It, when I talk about, like, the real Chicago, which I believe I defined <laughs> on, like, a previous. A previous yeah. Hot Singles appearance of mine. Um, Linkin Park is so intensely connected with that vibe, right? And, like, seeing some aspect of the real Chicago, like, go legit, quote-unquote. Um, there's just something incredibly sentimental about that. Like, even if this is, you know, as much as I've been, like, keeping praise and affection on this, I think that this is the worst of the three records that we brought to this, right? Like, even I, with, like, my immense bias, am not crazy enough to say that like no actually this ranks number two um but yeah it's i i i love this as like an enterprise as a concept not as the concept that they're claiming to do um i think that their like insights about like nuclear war and you know death and redemption and love are incredibly shallow but like as a concept more for like the band's arc and what it means for them as like a symbol of various things so love these guys uh, and I love you. Aww. I love you too,
1: Hannah. Mm-hmm.
2: And remember, the, invest with Lincoln Park. Invest <laughs> with Lincoln Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark, where
0: the dang heck can people find you on this worldwide of web?
1: Uh, yeah. So I am on Twitter at Blunt. And I have my own podcast called Higgledy Piggledy Whale Statements, which is about <laughs> Moby Dick, uh, which is a little like sporadic these days. Uh, but we put out an episode not that long ago featuring Hannah Yolo. Hi. Uh, Who's that? And everyone knows who Hannah Yolo is. She's famous.
0: Hi. I've like, I've like I'm like looking this up right now. That's. Hi. Um,
1: anyway, yeah. Hannah, can you
0: keep it down? I'm trying to Google something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's like a bird. Um, yeah, so we had an episode with Hannah on, uh, to talk about a Moby Dick themed roller coaster.
2: Oh.
5: Um,
1: Yeah, that was a ton of fun. Um, I'm sure we'll be putting out another episode, you know, at some point in the near future. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm making no specific promises, but... We also have a whole backlog of us reading the novel Moby Dick and talking about it. I think it's great. Uh, that's me with my best buddy, Ben.
0: Hell yeah. So
1: yeah. Um, and, oh, right. And that's on the Abnormal Mapping Network.
0: So. Hell yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Hannah, uh, on the Why? information superhighway, where the hell can people find you?
2: Yeah, you can find me at twitter.com slash hannahyolo, H-A-N-N-A-H-Y-O-L-E-A-U. Um, you can find the completed run of my uh, former podcast, Do Not Steal, an original character podcast, also on the Neural Mapping Network. It's a podcast about uh, tabletop RPG criticism and, more importantly, creating cool original characters. Um, and you can also find me guesting semi-regularly at this point on my girlfriend's podcast, um, Get Cynical. Uh, yeah. Which is, yeah, just Google Get Cynical podcast. It is a really fucking sick podcast about, like, internet creators whose reach exceeds their grasp. Mm, again, sound familiar, Linkin Park, how long? <laughs> um, the current season is about a uh, Hollywood fail-son, which is a weird thing to say for somebody who had three movies come out in a single year, Max Landis, um, and his, you know, quick rise and propitious fall as, like, you know, this, this figure of... internet culture from like the mid 2010s um
0: Um, i am a bad friend so catch me up uh uh get cynical has covered wrestling isn't wrestling yes
2: uh uh-huh it has
0: okay it's i I just but it's before we get to my plug i just want to say uh it's so stupid that triple h is max landis's favorite wrestler that is so dumb He's no, again, so that,
2: that is like going to the store and saying my favorite flavor is plain.
0: <laughs> it's, no, it's like it's like my fa- It's like you know what I really like. You know, you know what I love to buy at the grocery store? Forks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumbass. You know
2: what I love to do with my time? Invest with Linkin Park. <laughs> Invest
0: with Linkin Park. Um, when I am not investing with Linkin Park, you can find me Boo Cannon uh, on Twitter. That's uh, B O O C A N A N. Uh, I am on SoundCloud, same name, Bandcamp, same name, I'm on VK, same name, uh, I'm on Twitch, same name, I'm on YouTube, same name, uh, I'm on Teespring, same name, you know, it's anywhere you could put a slash it's or Buchanan. an at in front of, but you know, that's, that's really what it is when you get right down to it, it's Buchanan. It's uh, I I honestly forget what our picks for next episode are but they're going to be with uh, a friend of the pod, uh, Lily M from Indie Heads and, uh, and Letterboxd and other such stuff Alexis, you're going to put in all her picks here because I told you them earlier I can't uh, organically find them right now so thank you, okay cool <laughs> I love you, okay Hey everyone, it's Alexis here from the Editing Suite to tell you about next episode's picks, where Lily joins me and Boo to talk about Tim Hecker's Love Streams, Bonnie Iver's II, I, and Callie Malone's Living Torch. Uh, in addition, me, Boo, and Hannah will be live streaming this Friday the 14th, so that's two days after this episode drops, at 5pm Eastern, 10pm UK time, where we're going to determine one Sam for all which year in the last decade, maybe even this century, has the best pop music? You didn't know you needed an answer to this question, but you're gonna get one, and that's pretty cool. All right, back to boot. Uh, and that's gonna be it for us here at Hot Singles. Uh, Sick. Y'all have a good one.
2: Yeah. Until next time. Until next Lincoln time. Park. Invest with Lincoln Park. Invest with Lincoln Park.
0: Bye guys! Bye! 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 And then they fade us out.